Welcome to the Creative Bloom Boom. Our podcast, we're going to solve all of your digital marketing problems. And we're going to talk to you about stuff we really care about. Comfy sofas and some mulled wine is what we need. Because I'm leaning into the microphone going away again. Stu's leaning into the microphone. I'm leant back in my tuxedo. I put a tuxedo on for this and Stu's wearing a pink onesie. So... Mm. Uh, but you can't see that. Uh, welcome to the Creative Bloom Boom, the first edition. Um, the very first edition. Absolutely, number one. Uh, one of many, hopefully, after you know everyone starts sharing and, and listening uh, and listening across the world. Across the world. So this is going to be the most popular podcast ever, ever, ever created. Um, so. Um, you're welcome, I guess. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> good to good, good to meet you. I'm Stu. Uh, I'm Ollie from Creative Bloom, um, and these podcasts are going to be designed to basically help businesses and navigate digital marketing a little bit better. That's right. That's right. So uh, there, I, was, I was giving a little bit back from the the typical pitfalls and problems. Mm. Uh, we meet so many businesses that that, that that struggle and come to us with. Websites that maybe they shouldn't have gotten or advice that they shouldn't have been given or money that they've spent that um, maybe they shouldn't have spent. And so this is our kind of... We, we, we consider it to be our responsibility to give people a little bit more... Our duty. A Ollie. duty. It's, our, it's a duty. Of, um, it's a duty of care. Exactly. And what everyone you know should be doing in terms of digital marketing and just how we can help um, amongst other things. Yeah. And we're going to chuck in some fun stuff as well. Yeah, for sure. So... <laughs> What's this, um, so what's this first podcast going to be about? Steve? Our first podcast is going to be about the elephant in the room, Ollie. And do we know about the parts of the elephant in the room? So you've got denial, you've got, <laughs> <laughs> you've got ignorance, you've got head in the sand, uh, you've got aversion, you've yeah. got transference, mm-hmm. and you've got the website. And the website. The Last website. Don't forget about that. The website. So... You know, we are we are search marketing specialists. That's our thing. How you know, how to be found in Google? Uh, we help we help our, we help our clients get up those search rankings uh, in in the in the stupid rectangle. Mm. And the elephant in the room is often you know we can get excited about doing marketing campaigns. We can get excited. You know you might be working with a new agency or a freelancer or or doing something yourself. You know, a good social media campaign or blogs mm. and your website isn't up to scratch so you you're doing all of that hard work and you're trying to bring people to your website and it doesn't quite work it but doesn't I, cut the mustard i think what's important is that what is it so so what isn't up to scratch because mm. i think a lot of people will be listening or look at their website and say my website looks fine it's got the content mm. on it that it needs and and i guess it's it's our it's 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 for us to step in and say, right, let's let's give you a little bit more of a structure in terms of this is what you need to think about to make sure your website is up to scratch. I mean, so what's some examples of situations where a website is not doing what it should be or, or, or things that maybe pitfalls people commonly fall into? Sure. I, I think I think websites go through uh, an evolution, an evolutionary cycle. So it might start as a calling card. You just mm. chuck something up there. Yeah. You know, if you've just chucked something up there, you know, you might just be starting up. Is it good enough for you to to, to win business or win clients? You know, if you're a consultancy, then it might be fine. But 
if you're quite a complex e-commerce business, yeah. maybe not so fine. And I guess the pitfalls that you can do is, it's more than there's no there's there's no rule book for how to set up a website. Yeah, you know, and you might not you might have very limited budget, and you're trying to put something together. And I think ultimately the first thing you you have to look at is do I deserve to get custom from this? Yeah. You know, have I made it easy for people to be able to uh, contact me or understand what it is I do, who I do it for? how I make their lives better mm. or solve their problems and then how they can buy or, or get my service. And that, for whatever your evolution is, you know, you might be starting up or you're, you're starting to invest a bit more in your website or you've been established for a while, if you don't have those basic things right on, like, you can, and it's important to get that right from the beginning, then you, it will become harder later. Well, it's like what, what we say is, is, is it is about setting a foundation, making sure you're setting this mm. concrete foundation, you have all the right boxes ticked, and then anything you add from then on is like, uh, you know, is, uh, it's all structurally sound, let's say, from a, if we're using an analogy for a website, and then when you're adding blogs and when you're writing content after that, you're building on a solid foundation, you know, whereas... Um, yeah, we've been in the situation with with too many clients where they come to us with a where they've just you know paid a developer to build them a website, mm. or they've made a website themselves, and um, you know that and there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of um, areas that that uh, need to go right in order for you to compete in that on that first page mm. of Google, which is obviously where everyone's trying to get to, if not the top three spots. Um, so hopefully, a few of the tips that we kind of give you in this conversation will. Um, make you maybe aware of a few of the issues with your website that you wouldn't have seen, um, maybe comparing them to your competitors and that kind of thing. You're listening to the Creative Bloom Boom. Creative Bloom are a search engine marketing company specializing in marketing strategy, search engine optimization, and paid advertising. If that's something you think would help you, please get in touch. So, um, if we go through a few of the tips, Stu, like if we focus on some of these areas and, and, and maybe the first area, which I think is when someone's initially thinking about um, getting a new website, they, they have two choices. They have a developer, mm. they could pay someone, they could pay someone who's experienced in building websites, um, or they could go off with one of these platforms, something like Wix, something like Squarespace, and um, put together their own website. And I guess it's important for us to tell them the pros and cons of both. Um, and maybe what to think about in those two situations. That's exactly right. Uh, there, but there's 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 one in the middle as well. Yeah. There is a developer, and I'm using quotation marks, who uses templates to build websites. Mm. So that isn't True. potentially a developer. It is someone who knows how to use templates and can build your website with templates. It would be cheaper. Generally, what you pay for is what you get. Mm. So, starting a starting your website, starting a business, uh, there are off-the-shelf templates, very good. Some are very good, some not so good, some, it depends how technically minded you are. We've seen some terrible platforms, there are some good platforms. It, I guess it depends on what you do and what you need your website to achieve on its first basis. So we set our first website up with Squarespace, mm-hmm. uh, a very uh, other website platforms are available <laughs> but Squarespace lends itself to the aesthetics you know it's very easy to use you can kind of work your way around it but then you, you get to a point where you can't grow with a, a, a template website 
or the SEO might not be as as as, as potentially good. Uh, you know, WordPress can do the same as well. Wix, other platforms out there as well. Some of the horror stories I think where we've we've seen. I can't remember what it was. I was. Uh, some really kind of obscure website platform and kind of brought it into us and said, well, nobody knows how to work with this and nobody knows really no. how to change it or the SEO. So if you are going to use a template, and the reason why you use a template is because it's cheap, you can probably build it yourself, it's just make, make, absolutely make sure it's one of the kind of the standard ones, which is probably Wix, Squarespace, WordPress. And our Shopify for e-commerce. Shopify for e-commerce, yeah. yeah. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I think there are, there are too many occasions where we, we come across CMSs, also, you know, website building platforms that um, we've never heard of. And how these people discover these, you know, is, 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 um, is a mystery to us. But um, the, the, I think the most important thing, let's say if you have a smaller budget, the most important thing is that you're, when you put all this effort into this website that you're building, is that after all this effort, it has a chance of being found. It has a chance of actually appearing on Google. It doesn't just look beautiful, but it actually has the um, uh, you know search engine optimization functionality to make sure that when Google looks at it, it can say, yeah, I can read this content correctly um, and all the stuff around that. So, um, you know, once you've once you've decided, you know, within your budget, whether you're going to go and, and find a developer or whether you're going to go um, and design it yourself, it's really important to actually look at the design and to say, yeah, we want this to look great, but we also need the right content in the right places um, so that we get found. So um, I guess from an SEO sp perspective, um, it's important that uh, everyone knows that a designer or a developer can turn around to you or a designer and say they can build you a really good, good website, um, but it's going to be your job to question them and say, you know, what's your understanding of SEO? What's your understanding of, of making mm -hmm. sure this website's going to be found? Um, if we use an example of, of, of an architect, um, a lot of their work is, you know, photography, drawings, so their websites are very image heavy. Now, from Google's point of view, if Google's reading that um, page and it's seeing a lot of photos uh, and content that's kind of media related, but not really any text, uh, and you look at it from Google's eyes, then it's not really going to understand exactly what your page is about. Uh, so, you know, starting off, particularly with local businesses, local SEO, it's really about making sure that you're getting found locally and you have uh, the right keywords in there and making sure your page structure is correct. Um, so there's a whole there's a whole range of things in there, but it's always going to be your responsibility to um, hold a developer to account. Um, and I guess through having a little bit more knowledge, um, it gives you the power to turn around to them and say, hey, look, you know, have you considered this? Are you aware of this? Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah, we, see, we, we get a lot of clients come through and they've got a lovely looking website and, it, and the developer's done a great job, the designer's done a great job, but it's just not getting found. Mm. So do you ask that question? Do, do you know about SEO? If not, ask them to find somebody who can help with the upfront design. Oh, and, and in terms of design, so with that because um, we were talking about that um, cache trick where you can actually yeah. look at your website when you're um, basically imagining you're the eyes of Google because Google wants to see it in, in HTML style. So what was the, the trick that people can use literally with their own websites? Yeah, in your, in your uh, search browser, so in the search bar of the internet, 
browser that you use, if you type in cache, C-A-C-H-E, and then two colons, and then put in your website, Google will then offer you a version of your website which is text only. So it's, this, is, this is what Google bots are crawling. So how Google works is it's crawling the internet various bots. This is what Google says. It doesn't see all of the clever design. It doesn't see uh, all of those compartmentalization. It sees the actual text. So it's a very important thing is to do that, do, do that little search, uh, cache, colon, put your website in. That's what Google sees and you'll be like, ooh. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And think about the first thing that Google sees when it comes into the website. You know, is it actually picking up keyword rich signals, SEO signals? Is the website being set up so you can put keyword signals into headers? Mm -hmm. That's where Google's going to pull its information first about how to match your website with user search intent. And that's the key here. We've, we've also come across a lot of clients who have, you know, the website's been finished and they're given the final product. But then as soon as they want to change a title or as soon as they want to make a new page, mm. they don't even, they don't have the ability to. They were never, um, they maybe forgot to even mention that in the scope, at the end of it, they need to be able to edit these elements, make new pages mm. um, and all of that stuff. So it's really important, again, once you've, you know, or even at the beginning of this process to remember to tell your developer or tell your friend if they're building a website for you, whoever it is, that there needs to be a handover process mm. in place where they can teach you how to make a new page. You know, it's very clear where, you, where to put headings and paragraph text and how to add images and all these things because um, too many times we've seen, you know, people have to basically pay a developer to put a title in. We have seen some horror stories where a client asked us for an audit, uh, SEO audit of their website, and they, it, was, it, looked, it, looked, it looked very nice. It, it wasn't being found particularly very well. Mm. <clears throat> they did not have the ability to change anything at all, very much at all on the website. Yeah, custom website. Couldn't change images, no. couldn't change much of the text. Uh, had to go back to the developer to change anything or another developer, which in the long term is going to cost them an awful lot of money. And they spent an awful lot of money on that website. And our advice was, I've probably been that. Yeah, start from so, scratch. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, it's say, yeah. you know, what do you do once you've paid all the money for a website that you can't change or you can't edit? It's kind of um, a no-win situation. And you, you need, as a user, you need to have control of your website. Definitely, you need to be able to edit, go in and edit your own website. Exactly. Okay, yeah. and you need to know how to be edited, how to, how you can edit it. Don't be reliant on having to pay someone some money to edit very simple things. Yeah. And simple things. I'm talking about text. Talking about images. I'm talking about any of the SEO signals. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so after we've kind of touched upon that, I guess once you've got all that website stage out of the way um, and, and you're reviewing it and there's things, you know, maybe areas that you need to pay attention to, you know, I think there's a few that we could definitely say are, um, are key priorities mm -hmm. for you to focus on, number one being mobile straight away. So, you know, we've seen that, that Google without question views mobile first, it considers it to be uh, the first place it looks at in terms of SEO and how well an opt a website is optimized because more and more people are obviously browsing on their mobile phones. Um, and so it's really important that you do remember to visit your site on a mobile after, it, after it's been made for you, you know, particularly on some of these maybe cheaper platforms, um, they may not even optimize uh, for mobile at all. So although it may look great on desktop, um, you know, you might struggle to actually uh, rank well at all on mobile. And given that Google is looking at mobile first, 
that's the first place actually that you should be double checking. Do you think it's yeah. absolutely absolutely vital? The percentage of traffic that's going through mobile versus desktop is. It's, it keeps going up and up and up mm. and up and up. So mobile first. How good is my mobile design? Check that first and then scale it into desktop. Yeah. You know, depending on your audience, I suppose. But you do, do, do make sure you do those checks. Again, we've seen some horror stories of mobile where it's all just been crushed into a tiny, tiny pixel that nobody can see. Mm-hmm. Our images that are chopped off or bits that don't work. And they're wondering why their website's not ranking very yeah. well. It was because Google values highly in its rankings websites that have good of good mobile design. You're listening to the Creative Bloom Boom. Creative Bloom are a search engine marketing company specializing in marketing strategy, search engine optimization, and paid advertising. If that's something you think would help you, please get in touch. Being honest and using your competitors as uh, you know to your advantage is is, is definitely a, a something you should. Think they're, about. They're, they're number one for a reason. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. learn learn from. Learn and how from often do we have better it and make and it better? Exactly. And how often do people come and say, "Oh yeah, I want to be number one." And Stu's response is, yeah, but do you even deserve to be number one? You know, is your website good enough? Let's be honest, you know, because we're all guilty of, you know, we all know what we do as, you know, we're the experts in our services. But you have to remember that from a customer and a consumer's point of view, whether they're buying a service or a product, um, they're new to your website. So it's very important to step away and be very, uh, try and be as as neutral as possible and and. Be honest with yourself as to whether you think your website deserves yeah. to rank or not versus your. There's a few. T- there's a few top tips we always we always tell our clients, and one is read your content out loud, mm. like loud, yeah, yeah, and then read your competitors' content out loud. Ask yourself: Have you written your content for a robot? <laughs> yeah. Or does it actually do the things that we said? Explains who you are. What you do, who you do it for, how you make someone's life better or solve their problems and how easy it is to work with you or buy your stuff, Mm. okay? And does all of your content on your website serve a purpose? Is it valuable to the people on there? If you can hold those principles to your core and then use that through your website, then everything you do will will just build from there. And then it's just putting the SEO signals on top. Mm. If you haven't got that right, you've got no chance of, of, of getting a ranked website. And, and also you'll read out loud to someone who's not, uh, you'll be blind to it a little bit because you've written it so much or read it so much, you know, to a peer, to a friend, Definitely. to a partner. Yeah, and I think even on that, um, thinking about, you know, reading your content and stuff and making sure that content is unique to you, mm-hmm. making sure you have written that and it's actually come from you as a person. Um, and I think just to add to what Stu was saying uh, in terms of, you know, making sure you've, you know, ticked all those boxes in terms of what you do and who you do it for. A lot of people do, you know, ask us about keywords and how they should be included. And, you know, you know, should I be filling every sentence with a keyword to make sure that I, uh, you know, I'm going to rank for the keyword that I want to be to rank for. And we have had other horror stories where people have come to us, you know, with, you know, uh, maybe a paragraph about their wedding shop, their wedding flower shop, and it says, you know, we we sell wedding flowers in Brighton, the best flowers that have ever Brighton's ever seen, and Brighton is the best place to buy flowers, and here are the flowers you want to buy. And 
um, the thing to remember is that um, treat Google as a human being in terms of how you're writing your content. Do be natural. Um, make sure you write it um, with the user in mind uh, before before you go back in and think about adding a couple mm. keywords here and there. It's no good stuffing it. It's called, called keyword stuffing. But as soon as you're going in there and shoving, you know, you know, twenty of the same keywords on on one page. It's it's very obvious to a, to a user, which essentially means it's very obvious to Google. Uh, so yeah, just a little tip: write it, write your content naturally when you're writing it, and then and then go back in afterwards. We do have a variety of blogs on our website www.creativelingrocks.com mm. of this ilk. Mm. I guess my take home my take home for you as a user is if you're if You've got to do a little bit of forward thinking of your website journey, okay? And I guess this is aimed this is aimed at more people who are starting off, I suppose, this yeah, this, sure. this, yeah. this 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 chat. Because we just see we we see and our clients who come to us, we have to do a lot of remedial work and it's well if you did this from the beginning, you wouldn't have to spend the money on us. Exactly. And yeah. so if you're gonna have a very complex website presence and what I mean by that is so if you sell stuff if you've got products if you've got stock if you're going to have to start creating pages and categories and but you know immediately Ollie's mm. going right thinking yeah he's <laughs> you know, like PP's you know <laughs> e-commerce optimization I can see you know, his head's going uh, I can you it start to think about what happens next because if you if you get that wrong now and it's all it's all ingrained in you know, within Google and the index. It's going to be harder to unpick if you've got it wrong. So really start to think. Make sure you're right. What's the right platform for me? Or should I invest a little bit more and getting a bit of expertise to help me with this? That's that's my take home for you. If you're if you, if if what you do is very simple, you know, you're a consultant, you chuck up a business card, and it's much easier. You know, you're literally just going to start just fleshing out your services yeah, and things yeah. like that. It's going to be easier. So, but if you're you know, an e-commerce or you've just got a much more of a complex uh, footprint, then if you get that right at the beginning, it's going to be, it's going to hold you in very good stead later on. That's my take home. Yeah. I think my take home from this would probably be to, I think going forward, at least for the new year for 2021, um, making sure that you are an expert in your sector in terms of your website. Make sure you are honest with yourself and um, forgive me, but make sure you're not being lazy and make sure you look at all your services and really, you know, break it down. Have a page on these specific things. You know, there's, there is often a reason that websites are ranking and when we often crawl them with the software that we, we have or that we use, um, you can see behind the scenes, there's a lot of content being produced, you know, specifically to new and emerging, you know, topics or, you know, things that are going to be relevant or, or you know, current events or whatever it is. Um, but it does require, you know, a lot of time and effort. But, but, but you know, if, if often, oftentimes if we're brought a website, you know, um, that is kind of only 10 pages and, you know, that's pretty much it and, and doesn't really ever go into much depth. Um, we do have to be honest and say, you know, you aren't considered, in Google's eyes, an expert mm. in your sector. So making sure you've really dived deep, um, and really you can go on for ages, um, but, uh, yeah, put the time in. Yeah, I mean, I could go on for ages. You do I go, do on, for go for ages. on for ages. We've, we've already gone on for um, ages. We've already gone <laughs> on for ages. But yeah, so a bit of unique content, but make sure, yeah, you're an expert in your sector. 
Um, so yeah, so thank you so much for listening to, to this first podcast of Stu and I's. Um, we have a lot of stuff going on. What have we got going on that, that people can take part in or... Um, you know, we've got training, we always run Digital training. marketing training is coming up. You can always join us at one of our beach cleans. We help with Surface Against Sewage mm-hmm. in Brighton and Hove. Yeah. There is a huge, uh, if you're in West Sussex, there is a very large support training on marketing strategy, digital marketing, social media. We'll be running the Google Analytics, SEO, and the paid advertising, paid advertising yeah. courses as well. Uh, search for Recover and Rise 2021. Yeah, you'll find all of the events, and they're all free. So if you're all in West free, Sussex, you can yeah, attend them for free. So um, we'll uh, we'll get to planning our next podcast, I think. But yeah, thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us, and see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Creative Bloom Boom. Do tune in next time for all of your digital marketing tips when you're out of the digital gloom. If you're really stuck, hit our website www.creativebloomrocks.com. See you next time.